seasonal reality. The four corners of the earth were formed by your hands, and every changing season owes its beauty to you. Psalm 74, 17. Change is hard, even good change. Bruce and I are experiencing so much good change, new home, new jobs, and a new way of living that doesn't run us ragged. However, even though it's all good, it's taking away what was familiar to us. And so it stings a little. It's requiring learning new things, ditching old habits and routines, and embracing peace in the midst of all the unknown. It's easy to crash against the hardness of a season of transition because the unknown has a way of overshadowing all that you think you know and clouding perspective. So when I don't know, I'm learning to remain focused on what I still do know. Bruce and I recently rebranded our own season of transition, and we're now calling it our season of transformation. Why? Because we know we serve a God who doesn't merely transfer us around from season to season. He transforms us from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Have you been experiencing a lot of change too? Maybe you've branded your own hard season in one of the following ways. I'm in a winter season. I'm in the wilderness. I'm in a valley. I'm being crushed. I'm being tested. And maybe those definitions have left you feeling hopeless or scared or exhausted. If that's the case, it's time to rebrand. You don't need special permission to redefine the space and season you're in with hope and goodness. All you need is a promise-keeping God. But please don't take my word for it. It's only God's word that carries the promise and the power to transform you. Romans 8.28 So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. We rebranded our season to match our expectations for all God is doing with us, in us, and through us. To be clear, this is not mind over matter psychology or some fake it until you make it theology. This is life in the kingdom. Romans 12:2. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. You can always know God's will by looking to His Word. 
According to his word, you can expect good things from God. James 1, 17 through 18. Every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word, so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of all his creation. So yes, Bruce and I were in a valley of sorts, but this valley is not a low place, nor is it a permanent one. It's just a different place that's leading us from one mountaintop to another. A couple of months ago, right in the middle of this valley, I looked behind me at the big mountain I had just climbed down, and I looked ahead of me at the big mountain I was about to climb, and it felt so daunting. This is hard work, and it's going to take time. It's going to require strength and courage and hope, a real living hope, not some kind of flimsy, wishful thinking, but an unshakable expectancy in God's goodness. And I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable right here because I sense it may help someone listening to this be set free. When I first sized up this big mountain of change I was about to climb, I looked at Bruce and confessed, I don't know if I have what it takes. And the scary thing about that confession was not that I said it out loud, but that I believed it in my core. I was stuck in expecting the worst because I was caught up in the self-condemnation and despair of believing I wasn't enough. My focus had shifted to only what I could make possible instead of trusting in a God who can do even the impossible. Luke 137, not one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. Bruce, my fellow warrior, took my hand and he simply said, I have so much hope for the future. And it wasn't a correction or a condemnation. It was a gentle invitation to share the burden of my doubt and the bounty of his faith together. God is so kind to give us each other. If you're in a valley right now and overwhelmed by the mountain you're about to climb, I want you to know that I have so much hope for your future. You will be marked by innovation, not limitation. Ephesians 2.7, throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of God's grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. You will be defined by faith, not fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God will never give you the spirit of fear but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Come, 
Let's live lives filled with joyful anticipation, not angst. Let's not dread, let's dream. Let's replace worry with wonder. Because even in the unknown, you can know this. Jeremiah 29 11, your future is filled with hope. From the valley to the hill, lens.